the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL on the anniversary of 9-11. That's DC Talk. And let's roll. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Kind of cloudy, uh, some sunny breaks. 84 the high the rest of the day. 66 the low tonight. Tomorrow, some clouds. A little sun, maybe a shower or two, and a high of 86. Phillies lost 5-4 to Miami yesterday. Kyle Schwarber, our home run, is 43rd. Trey Turner is 24th on the year in the loss. They're playing a couple of games today with Atlanta at 105 and at 640. Eagles, of course, with a nice win yesterday. Wasn't pretty, but they, they'll take it. 25-20 over the Patriots. Jalen Hurts, 22 of 33, threw a touchdown to Devontae Smith. Darius Slay with a seven-yard interception uh, touchdown return. They are playing home this Thursday against Minnesota to 8-15, so a quick turnaround. Monday Night Football tonight is Buffalo at the Jets at 8-15. And tennis, Novak Djokovic winning the U.S. Open. Straight sets over Daniil Medvedev, 6-3, 7-6, 6-3. That's his 24th career Grand Slam win, extending his career record. Coco Goff winning the women's title over the weekend, her first ever. I think she's only 19 years old. Lost the first set, but then won the second and third to claim the title. Our voice of the martyrs scoreboard. If I didn't know any better, I'd think it was stuck. I gotta go. Up. It's uh, nope. It's still there. Thirty folks have stepped up, which is wonderful. It's just that it's been a little slow lately. So if you have been meaning to call or go online and do a Bible for six dollars, or some have done more than that, whatever you do. But the main thing is to join the circle, to be involved. Our station goal this time, if you will, in our partnership with Voice of the Martyrs, is how many people are willing to step up and be a part of it. Message is simple, one Bible, $6. The number to call, 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or at WFIL.com, there's a big Voice of the Martyrs banner. You click through that, and it takes, I'd say, less than two minutes to do. Most importantly, think about the, the value of the Word of God in your own life. You're giving that same gift to somebody else. So I say that to to underscore the point. Don't think that giving a Bible for $6 doesn't matter. It does matter. And uh, again, you're welcome to do more than one. We've had folks do more than that. But we're talking about the the amount of people being involved. That's what we're celebrating. If you want to help, 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or at WFIL.com. We have a little scoreboard on our homepage. It says we have 120 listeners. We hope we'll step up. So far, we've had 30, just a couple over the whole weekend. So, I mean, that, that they matter, but we'd love to welcome more people in. Again, 800-998-3505 or at WFIL.com. 
Dr. Robert Jeffries is going to be joining us tonight in just a few hours over at the Fusion Warminster, PA, for WFIL's Faith and Freedom Summit, talking about the government's role and impact on our freedom of religion. Dr. Jeffress joined us on the program recently and had this to say about the event. I'm looking forward to being there and to talk about really of all the freedoms we have as Americans, what is known as the first and most foundational freedom, and that's the freedom to freely practice our faith without government interference. And I think it's a topic that uh, people need to be aware of. The fact is, in the last few months, we've seen some favorable religious liberty rulings from this conservative Supreme Court. But nevertheless, Tim, as you look at the bent of history over the late last 80 years or so, there is still a bias against religious liberty. And uh, it's important that we protect and know what we can do to protect that most important freedom. On the panel, besides Dr. Jeffress, myself, as well as from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, Chris Stegall, who does a fine job holding down the morning shift from 6 till 9. Also, Dennis Prager, very well-known and respected talk show host and author. And uh, also Mike Gallagher. Similarly, very well-respected, longtime talk show host. He's on the panel, too. So it'll be a wonderful time tonight. Tickets still available. You can't just waltz in and say, hey, can I buy tickets? But you can buy them online, even if you drove over in the parking lot. Just go on our site, WFIL.com. The banner will be there uh, even through the event. So if you get a little bit, get there a little bit late, you can still type it in, get your ticket on your phone, and just show it at the door. They'll scan you right in, and you can check that out. starts at 730 tonight. WFIL's Faith and Freedom Summit. We appreciate you coming, and we appreciate your prayers for the event. We really want it to be a time that's beneficial. Uh, to that end, Chris DeGaulle, one of the panelists, is going to join me here in a couple of moments, just for a short bit, because he's got to get ready for tonight. Also in the program today, looking forward to chatting with Gary G. Cobb. He, uh, of course, played a lot of football, including with the Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, and he's been a longtime talk show host in the Philadelphia market. He'll be on the program, too, talking some football, but also some things of even weightier uh, meaning. And, and uh, I know it's hard to believe for some. But, yeah, he loves the Lord, and he's got a, a strong testimony. And we'll talk with him a bit about 9-11 and, uh, and also the work that he does as far as he, he, he does a lot of He counsels players. Um, but the other thing, too, I want to play for you at the end of the program, a very powerful conversation, just a piece of it, with my friend Tammy Trent, and she's a friend, uh, you know, professionally. We know each other through her being a singer and being on a radio show of, uh, I've had for a lot of years, a music radio. And she lost her husband on September 10th, 2001. Imagine this. She is in another country vacationing with her husband uh, after they've been doing some missions work. And the day before 9-11, he passes away very unexpectedly. Uh, in a diving accident, and she she um, she was on with us several years ago. September, sorry, uh, July twenty second, twenty twenty. So you get the full podcast there, but kind of the the core of it, of, of where she shares about what happened and how she processed it, and since then, uh, I, I shouldn't say the core of it because I really think the whole thing is important. But you get a taste of it, and especially if you're in a position where you've experienced loss recently. Or, or even in your life, and it's been you know with you for a long time. I hope that what she shares will be an encouragement to you. And uh, so we'll play that too at the end of the program. Tammy Trent uh, from our previous program on the 22nd of July, 2020. It's all happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and the WFIL app. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL to Tim DeMoss Show. The one and only Chris Segal dropping by for just a few minutes. And I mean a few minutes because he's got places to go and people to see and things to do. Most specifically, the Faith and Freedom Summit tonight at the Fusion, Warminster, PA, 7.30 this evening. You can still grab tickets at WFIL.com. Even if you're a game time decision, you can do that and just order in your phone or whatever and show your phone at the door. Dr. Robert Jefferson, Pathway to Victory, part of that, and also from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and Chris DeGaulle. I'll be on hand as well. What are you looking forward to tonight, Chris? Well, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm leaning on you guys because I, this is not, um, I'm not a theologian by training. Um, I hope, I've said to the audience on my show that I hope people like Dennis and Dr. Jeffress and certainly you, uh, Mike, Mike and I are mostly just, you know, bloviating talking heads. Uh, you guys spend a little more time, I think, thinking more critically and deeply about theological issues and my hope is that people come away feeling hopeful. I I said that if I had one goal for us tonight is that we would come away feeling hopeful at a time that there's a lot to feel pessimistic and glum and a little dour and down about. Um, you know, it's also the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 and mindful of that. Yeah. Um, yes, we are going to talk a little about li- religious liberty. And I think, you know, my my pastor said it, Tim, not too terribly long ago that um, he was confident there would be a day, maybe sooner than later, that f- biblical truths he spoke from the pulpit may be branded hate speech eventually. And, you know, we're going to tackle hard things like that, but ultimately what gives us hope, right? That's that's my hope about tonight. Yeah. You know, and then in your line of work, I mean, because we, of course, both have are on the air and have shows each day, but you have been on panels. I actually have not been on a panel before of this nature, let's put it that way, and certainly not in a a large context like this group group discussions. So just for fun, I mean, you know, you have all these folks on stage. We have a moderator who's, who knows, who knows his craft very well, Phil Boyce, but uh, how do you play off each other? Do you I mean, as far as, you know, do you ever, do you have a little bit of a politeness about you, but you still want to make sure you get your point across? You wait till you're asked a question. How does it go for you? Yeah, I, I'm always, um, I'm probably say, one of Dennis, the few, that's a horrible idea. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I'm one of the few talk show hosts that I think actually is polite. Um, and I, I don't mean that not any of you and my colleagues aren't. Yeah. But a lot of times in these formats when you're a talk show host, it's always about who can hog the mic and talk the longest and, you know, step on one another and make points and argue. I I really don't do when I'm asked, but I don't – I typically listen and don't – I, I don't know. That's maybe from being raised, speak when spoken to. But that, <laughs> that's kind of the way I conducted myself. And I always say if people want to hang around and shake hands and talk later, then great. So be it. But that, I, I be wait and call on. Yeah. Is there, now, is there a musical chairs element to this? Because there's five of us. It's like the person who makes the worst point leaves the stage and down to four. <laughs> and over the course of the night, there's one left. Is that how it works? Well, if, if that's the way it worked, I'd be first out. I'd be gone in the first five minutes, I'm sure. Well, no, I think it's going to be great. I'm actually, I'm honestly, sincerely, I'm most, if, if truth be told, I'm most interested to hear um, what people like, you know, I mean, Dennis Prager's obviously uh, a prolific 
and studied and scholarly Jew, yeah. uh, Dr. Jeffress, uh, one of the leading evangelical voices in the country. I think they're going to bring remarkable theological perspective tonight that I'm really looking forward to. And I know you're steeped in it yourself, but um, that's their wheelhouse, right? And so that's what tonight's all about. Yeah. And on the flip of you, it's interesting you say that because I feel like uh, I feel like just sitting and enjoying what everyone else has to say. In fact, I've actually had all four panelists on my afternoon show. Is that right? Yeah, and and you hit right. So I feel like a lot like you. Like I I like politics. I'm interested in it. But uh, you know, my uh, in terms of my, and I think as a believer, having that as part of our lives matters. But I do lean a little bit more toward the the Bible side as opposed to the politics current events side. Uh, as you should, right? But I mean, but so I think we're both. It's interesting because you can everyone can walk in the room thinking the other person's going to be the one we all need to listen to. <laughs> Is anyone going to say anything? Yeah, no, I want to learn. I really do want to learn. And I, I think that, um, you know, I, I, in fact, I've said to the audience, don't don't expect this to be a political pep rally. There's time for that. But this is not going to be about Trump and Biden and DeSantis. And I mean, not to me. That's not yeah. my focus. I don't go into this thinking about that at all tonight. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's it's a, it's a neat thing because our parent company, Salem, you know, has lots of events, but they tend to be, you know, one or the other, depending on where, where you're at and the different stations and formats. Yeah. So this is an I think this is the first of its kind that our company has said, you know, I like the idea. Let's give it a shot. I think it can work. I think it's going to be a really good time. Yes, it's to our, our boss's credit, I have to say, Lorenzo Caldera. He um, this was his baby and um, he came up with the concept and um, I, I'm deeply interested in it. I've never done anything like it, so it, it, it will definitely be unique. And based on the reception and the ticket sales, uh, we'll probably make it an annual event. I hope. Yeah, that sounds good, Chris. Thank you for taking time, my friend. We'll see you over at the Fusion Warmester very soon. See you tonight, buddy. Thanks. All right, brother. Chris DeGall from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM nine ninety, The Answer. Looking forward to having Chris along with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher from our sister station, as well as Dr. Robert Jeffers from Pathway to Victory at tonight's Faith and Freedom Summit at the Fuge. Tickets still available. You can order them uh, online and just show your phone. Uh, there will not be tickets for sale. To clarify, you cannot just walk in and buy a ticket at the door, but you can go on your phone, buy them online, just show your phone at the door. So you can be right outside and do that, and that way you'll be able to Get in tonight and check this out. It's going to be a fantastic evening. Looking forward to it very much. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560, WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board longtime friend of the program, Gary G. Cobb. Hey, G. Hey, how you doing, Tim? Good to hear your voice, my friend. Uh, doing well. You know, um, things got a little shaky there yesterday, but uh, we made it out <laughs> with a W. I think I heard Mike Quick say in the broadcast, a win's a win's a win in the end. <laughs> well, in the end, uh, especially since it's the first game of the year, you know you got some you're kind of getting things in order and, and, and getting in the right groove. Uh, a lot of times, you know, timing isn't uh, where you want it to be, but you know, this is a, 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 a first step. So I think that, um, you know, they're going to get better as the season goes along, but you know, you want to get out with a win. Uh, it definitely was not their best, best display of football. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes from here on, but uh, at the same time, 
uh, you know, Jalen Hurts did enough to get the win and three wins on the road for head coach Nick Sirianni. Tougher than it may may appear to, to folks, I would think. They, they're playing against a guy who's an old, old savvy veteran in Bill Belichick, see? And Bill Belichick has been studying their tape all offseason. <laughs> as long as when he found out they were the first game, he's been studying it for weeks and months and able to, you know, find some things where uh, he, he left some, uh, you know, indecisiveness. You could see that uh, some of the guys weren't sure about some of the looks they were giving them with their defense. And I think it confused him a bit and got him out of sync. But uh, I think that uh, everything will be fine going forward. But, you know, Bill Belichick, he's uh, he's been known to do things to get you thinking. So he did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, it's, it's occurring to me to think, are we being a little picky? Eagles are beating the Patriots on the road. <laughs> like, I'm, you say, would you take that? Yes, I'll take that. Thank you. And let's get, <laughs> let's get ready for the next one. Which a quick, That's right. And, and the defense coming up big there, that was uh, just tremendous. And and they were able to get the W. It wasn't pretty, uh, but, you know, a W uh, it is a W. You know, you look back and nobody will even remember how they won. And, of course, Darius Slay, big play Slay with that 70-yard return of an interception for a touchdown, part of that defense you're referring to. Quick turnaround now because the Eagles move on and play home this Thursday against the Vikings. What's that like for a player? Have to turn around that fast. When we first start out, I remember I used to always say, why do the older guys always cry about, you know, their bodies being sore and everything? What are they talking about? But as you get a, a, a year older than a year older, then you find out what they were talking about. <laughs> but so the, the young players, they're fresh. They could play another game today. Uh, but the older guys will, will need every bit of those three days, you know, before Thursday yeah. in order to uh, recover. So, a lot of it depends on how old you are, but uh, of course, these guys uh, nowadays have all types of things they do uh, to get the soreness out of their bodies and everything. They go and they have the masseuse doing all kind of work on them and everything, so um, they'll be ready to go. Mentally, though, too, sometimes when there's a short turnaround for any team, and certainly going from Sunday, uh, you know, almost night really, till to, for a few days later. You almost start to think about the natural skills of a player having to shine because they have less time to prepare. Uh, as and there is the thing called Parkinson's law where work expands to fill the time available. So if you have three days to prepare versus seven versus ten, you'll use what you have. Did you find as a player when you had uh, irregular times? I guess it was back when you played. There wasn't the Thursday night thing happening, but you still could have had well, six you days. Well, you know, I, I played. I- for the Lions, which played the Thanksgiving Day game. Oh, right. That's right. And I played for the Cowboys, who played the Thanksgiving That's Day right. uh, each, each year. So, you know, it's the kind of thing where, uh, yeah, you know, you, you focus on the basics of what the other team does, and you have an idea, and you get out and you play. So you're able to get it done, uh, especially as, as, a, as a veteran, because you realize one of the important things to focus on and you just get out and you're ready to go. So these these guys will be ready to go, and their bodies will make the adjustment. And mentally, uh, it's kind of good to go out and be able to battle with somebody other than your own teammates. So you get out <laughs> and you get after that that other team. Folks, Tinny, we're chatting with Gary G. Cobb on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia. G joins us every now and again. We talk football. We talk faith, certainly. Uh, before we turn the corner on that for a quick second, you mentioned the Cowboys. Uh, wow. 
yesterday. Certainly quite a way to start the season with a, a 40, 40 to nothing whitewash of the Giants. What do you, what do you make you, of that? Uh, you know, I, I, I saw a couple of moves the Cowboys made during the offseason, and they picked up a an outstanding another wide receiver and a, a, a really good cornerback. And I, I think, you know, it's going to really come down to how does Dak Prescott play, you know, but I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to be battling it out for the division. And for that matter, I think they're going to be battling to see who goes to the Super Bowl. So I just think this is going to be a, a year in which, you know, that, that, that Dallas defense looks awesome. And really what it's going to do is it's going to give the Eagles defense something to be challenged uh, as well as their offense. So uh, yeah. I think this is going to get uh, the Eagles. They're going to be revved up when they play the Cowboys later on because, you know, of course, you got so many of these uh, phony Cowboy fans that are around, <laughs> and they'll be getting on the bandwagon. And we'll like nothing better than to just knock them uh, <laughs> knock them off when we play them. So well, you it, know, it's going to be something to look forward to. It is interesting, too, G, because, you know, last year the, the Cowboys, it's not that they – haven't done this before. They had a lot of games where they scored three points or 13 or something, but they also dropped over 50 on Indianapolis. I think they had 40 plus like four or five times last year. This is not a one time. I mean, the potential's there for them to do this. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, the, the big thing though is the consistency, you know, and can, right. and can you do that um, on a consistent basis? And, and, and as you go through the season, you've got to be able to be, getting better as you go through. So uh, they, they started off with a blast, but will they be playing that way in in, uh, in six weeks? We'll right. see. And you played for the Cowboys. That was before you were a believer. Is that right? And then you uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a believer. Oh, really? I was a believer with, with the Cowboys. How did but, you uh, reconcile that? I was just checking. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I always say people ask me, well, how could you go down there? I said, uh, my dear wife said, honey, why don't you go get the check? I said, okay, I'll go down there and do that. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, and obviously on a serious note, today being 9-11, I'm thinking where – often it's not it's not uncommon for a person to say, where were you on 9-11? And, uh, and things that certainly matter of eternal significance. Our day-to-day matters because the eternity is in the day-to-day, whether you're playing football or being a teacher or being a parent or whatever it is. But what do you what do you think about – this day with regard to where I guess where you were and also the significance of it in terms of the, the scope of eternity. Well, you know, I, I remember it because, you know, it was, it was during the middle of the week and, and uh, I was at home, had the TV on, you know, it started and it was just uh, a that I'll never forget. I mean, I, I like to look back at what I like to remember, which is, you know, the bravery that we saw that day. Um, yeah. And and every day, you know, I uh, like to, to pray for the uh, people who put their lives on the line every day. I mean, I'm going away from the trouble, and you see police and firemen going towards the trouble. And you know that these people are laying their lives on the line for us. And so praying for them and believing for the best for them and their families. But uh, that was a day in which you had so many uh, uh, brave people who lost their lives there uh, you know, trying to help and save people in, you know, in, in dire situations. So, you know, that's why I take my hat off to, you know, the firemen and women and the police uh, men and women who 
You know, they do this every day where uh, they know that, you know, that they're risking their lives um, to keep the peace and, and keep things safe for people. That's it's, good, it's G. Good stuff. Well, and I know also uh, we've shared this before. If folks just tuning in, we're just chatting for a few minutes here. Uh, Gary G. Cobb played football for 11 seasons and made the mistake of saying nine one time, and I've never forgotten. Um, there's nine eleven right there, I guess. The, but 11 seasons in the pros, including with the Eagles, Lions, and Cowboys. And the thought of uh, – but also post-football among the things you do, and including the talk show host and the sports talk and the reporting and everything, has been – mentoring players and speaking with them. I don't know. Were you doing that at the time? Cause obviously when the, something that massive happens, it, it fosters conversation about some people thinking the world's coming to an end, not just that day, but in general, or, or where's life going? Uh, you know, we speak to that about how your faith has come into play with regard to being able in these times that are hard, it could be an event. It could just be a season where you get to point them to the Lord so they can know that no matter what's happening in this world, their future is secure if they know him. Well, you know, that is really what it's all about. I mean, the value of things, looking at things that are are, are really important. We don't just live for day to day. You know, we live because we have eternal life, you know, and, you know, this is the thing that we are able to share with other people is that, you know, you you don't have to, even though, you know, one day you're going to leave this earth, you're going to leave it for something better. Um, you know, going to to live, you know, our God Amen. is what is in our future. And so we can celebrate. That's what you have with eternal life with, you know, uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why we serve him. And uh, we know that he paid the price for us so that we could enjoy eternal life. And, and, and that's what life is really about. You know, and we uh, want to go out and share with as many people as we can that, that's where it's at, and that's what, you know, true life, the eternal life, that's what it's about. Amen. Gee, thank you for carving out a little time. God bless you, my friend. All right. I appreciate it, and uh, it's good talk. You too. Gary G. Cobb on the Tim DeMoss Show, played for the Eagles, Lions, and Cowboys, 11 seasons in the NFL, also been a broadcaster, and especially in the world of sports, for many years in the Philadelphia market, and also does a lot of other things. A proud father, grandfather, serves in uh, speaking to the incarcerated and ministering in other ways too, including the current day players. Glad to have his perspective on lots of stuff on the program and I've been pleased to know G for 20, 25 years now. Quick break. We'll come back with more of the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Coming down the home stretch of the program, uh, don't forget, there are still tickets available for tonight's Faith and Freedom Summit at the Fuge in Warminster, PA. Dr. Robert Jeffers from Pathway to Victory going to be on hand, along with talk show host Chris DeGaulle, Dennis Prager, and Mike Gallagher from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. I'll be there as well. And we're there to discuss the government's impact on our freedom of religion and related topics. We invite you to check that out. It should be a fantastic evening, 7.30 start time. Uh, you can't buy tickets in the building, so to speak, like at a window or something, but you can buy them still online and then just show your phone when you walk in. 
So even up until last minute, you can do that. Uh, but as we wrap up the program, that's tonight, Faith and Freedom Summit at long last. Looking forward to it very much. 7.30 start time at the Fuge in Warminster, WFIL.com for details. Now, I want to conclude the program today. Of course, it's 9-11. And uh, where were you at the time? Talk with Gary Cobb a little earlier about that, G. Cobb. And Tammy Trent, you may or may not have heard of her, but she's a, been a Christian music singer for many years. You may very well have heard of her. She had a lot, a lot of hit songs in the 90s. and uh, uh, But in the OOs, specifically in 2001, the 10th of September, the day before 9-11, she lost her husband. They were serving the Lord in uh, another, another part of the world on a missions trip, and they were just taking a little break uh, for the two of them, and he passed away in an accident. And it has been now 20-something years. This interview is from the 20, I have it written down here somewhere, the 22nd of July, uh, 2020, I believe it is. So if you scroll back through our podcast, you get the full conversation of this. But I want to just put this on for you. It's eight minutes of that conversation it's very powerful. Every time I listen to this, I can't help but, but cry. Honestly, my heart broken for my sister Tammy and your sister in the Lord as well. But she has um, come a very long way, and the Lord has really taught her a lot. But it's very raw. It's very open. It's emotional. It's candid. And uh, if you are going, especially if you are going through a hard season or a very had a very hard thing happen, please listen into this part of our conversation with Tammy Trent, singer-songwriter, and be encouraged by it. This is where Tammy begins describing what happened on that day, September 10, 2001. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it was a day that it changed the world forever, and it changed my world forever. Um, I said goodbye, uh, waving goodbye to my husband, and he was freediving on the 10th of September in the Blue Lagoon in Jamaica. And um, that's where you hold your breath and uh, without without oxygen, without tanks. So he was holding his breath going up and down, and I'd wave goodbye to him from the, the water's edge, and I was finishing lunch, and he said he'd just be gone for 15 minutes, and then he'd come back and get me, and we'd go do something that I wanted to do. And I remember finishing my lunch and, and watching him come up and down for breath every few minutes, and then 30 minutes had gone by, 45 minutes had gone by into an hour, and I realized that I hadn't seen him. So I got up, and I got close to the edge of the water, and I started to look out into the lagoon, and I I saw nothing, and I knew I would have to see him every few minutes come up and down for breath. And just about that time, a boat came into the lagoon, and it circled over the hole where he was free diving, and um, it docked. And it was a moment that took my breath away as I thought, oh, my gosh, Trent, I hope that you've heard the boat as you were coming up and down, and, and they were so close to where he was scuba diving. And so just fear at that moment gripped every part of me, realizing I haven't seen him. There's a boat flying around where he is diving. And I just, I just was so afraid and so um, helpless at that moment. I didn't know what to do. And, and I got on the phone and I called um, everybody I could. And, and not one person was even available. Not, not one family member was available. I called in a dive team and they began to search for him while I sat in this back room of this restaurant all by myself. I couldn't reach anybody. I I had nobody there to pray with me, to hold me. I was just literally by myself in this room. And, and I remember just crying and sobbing and asking God to just rescue me from this moment and to rescue my husband. And just, I really didn't know what to say or pray. I felt so numb and I felt like such a loss for words. And 
almost like I had practiced, though, for this moment my whole life, a girl of faith, being raised in the church and, and trying to remember every scripture I could, I could remember at that moment, and just clinging to hope, whatever that even looked like. I, just, I was so numb and in shock, knowing that something had changed drastically in my life, but not knowing how to fix it. And the only thing I could think to do in that moment was, uh, was that feeling of, again, practicing for these moments our whole life and faith. And I just, I lifted up my hands and I began to cry out to God. And I didn't even know what to really say, except like, help me, God, help me. Please rescue me in this moment. God, help me. And then beyond that, I started to sing because that was something that I could connect with was music. It was such a part of my life, my whole life. So I started to sing Every worship song I could think of at that moment, it was songs like, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, and I would sing, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, and oh, the blood of Jesus. Like, I was just in this room by myself, and I'm sure I look like a crazy woman to anybody who had walked into that room. Just here I was, this distraught woman of all things, lifting up my hands, singing praise songs to my father, and I think they just... They didn't know what to do with me, and um, three hours went by during that search, and the guys came in and said, we have to call the search off, Tammy. We can't find your husband, and it's dark, and we'll have to start in the morning. And I said, then I'll sleep here on the edge of the water because I have nowhere to go. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. We're out in the middle of nowhere. And they said, look, we don't want you to be alone, so we're going to take you up to the home of two doctors that want to watch out for you tonight. And I went up to this home of these two perfect strangers, and I'll never forget the next morning, one of the doctors coming into my room, and he said, Tammy, come quickly. Um, We want to show you the television in the other room. And I'll never forget walking into that room the morning of September 11th, 2001, watching the second plane plow into the Twin Towers in New York City. And I thought for the first time in my life that this must be the end of the world because nothing made sense to me at that moment. I just, I felt so so broken, so in shock, and, and now I'm watching my America's falling apart, my world's falling apart. I just, I just felt that, 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 um, that hopeless lost feeling of just, God, where are you? Where are you when I need you? And I just remember just like, I just didn't understand anything. I was so confused. And, and uh, moments later, the phone rang, and I found out that my family was now grounded on planes all across the country. So not one person could get to me that was close to me, that I needed desperately where I was asking God, please send me somebody, but not one person could get to me. And I thought, God, it's enough. When, it, when, does this, when does this stop? When do you step into this? Like, where are you? I don't understand how this could be good for my life right now. I mean, all those questions that any of us, the humanness of us, would ask God in these broken, shaken moments of our lives, like, where are you, God, when I need you? And then the phone rang again, and it was the doc. They had found Trent, my husband, in that lagoon in that hole about about 150 feet deep and he had been scuba diving with uh, an underwater scooter and he was still hanging onto that scooter but he didn't make it he didn't survive something had struck him on the back of the head and he didn't make it He, he he was gone and I just remember falling to the ground just asking God why like what part of the plan changed what part of the plan had to change God and what do I do now what do I do with my life what do I do with this He's been a part of my life since I was 15, the greatest spiritual covering this side of heaven in my life, and now it's just gone, and I didn't get to say goodbye. 
Like, how could God be in something so painful? And I remember just um, just sitting there asking God to show up and do something in my life. And I just wanted to know that God was real, that, that somehow I wouldn't just survive, but that I would that I would overcome something so awful in my life. And I think um, that, Tim, began a journey of trusting God, even when your circumstances don't change. And how do you do that? It's something for me that didn't happen overnight. It's been a process for me. I can say that even in my tears, 19 years later, that I'm a woman who is fully healed and who has allowed God to heal my life, but I think this side of heaven, I will always have moments when I tell this story that something will come out of my mouth, and I still think, like, oh, my gosh, like, I cannot believe that this is my story. I cannot believe that this has been my life. And I think sometimes the tears and the emotion also comes from the knowing that God is absolutely capable of healing the worst broken places and moments in our lives. He's done that for me, and it makes me emotional to think that He would care that much about me or that much about you, that if we choose to step into our healing, if we choose to allow God to do a miracle in our marriage, in our finances, in our health, in our education, you know, if we allow God to do those things in our lives, He will show up every time. Now, it might not look like the way we hoped it would or that's the way we're praying for an outcome, but he doesn't disappoint, and he does stay consistent. Nothing shakes his world when our world is shaken, and I've just had to step into that. I would have loved this to have been a different outcome, but it wasn't. It wasn't the one I prayed for. But do I still believe that God is in it? Do I still believe that he's in the details of my life? Do I still believe that he can turn something awful around and make something beautiful out of it? I have had to choose to step into that. And when I did, and when I looked at, okay, what do I have in life now? How can I do something with this pain? That is when ultimate healing has come in my life through the years. That singer-songwriter Tammy Trent on the program July 22nd, 2020. The loss of her husband Trent on September 10, 2001, the day before 9-11. You can get the podcast, as I mentioned, uh, on our site at WFIL.com if you're just tuning in. And even if you heard the whole thing, there's a lot more to the conversation than what you heard there. Psalm 147.3, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That has certainly happened in Tammy's life, although she shared there it still can ache, and understandably so. But she's come a very long way. In the early 2010s, she put out an album that had this next song that I want to end the program with. It's called Sunny Days. Listen closely, you can catch the words of faith in her heart, reaching out to the Lord in the midst of her pain and knowing that he is faithful. Be encouraged with this one. It's called Sunny Days. Tammy Trent on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.